This is the DJ for Party of One podcast. This is your host, CO45. And I want to say for these 50 years of hip hop, this is not even a podcast that I was originally planning to do. So yesterday I was in Sam's Club. My wife, we were waiting to return an item and there was a couple in front of us that was really, really funny because it was something about the card that they were trying to put it back on. And it was just like a, a really crazy thing because they didn't have like the card or something. And the wife was calling the husband because I think he was somewhere else in the store and he showed up and it was just like chaos because he pulls out his Sam's Club card and all of this stuff. And it ends up being like where he just 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 give me it back. Just give me the stuff back if you can't take it. And he put it back in the buggy and he just <laughs> proceeds to walk off as this couple continues to fight going out of the store about the whole process. But anyway, so as we're waiting for them <laughs> to to do their thing, to try to get their um, refund back, I'm looking up at a TV that's mounted on the wall and it has the Sprite commercial and it has Nas out there and on the um, steps. And it's the celebrating 50 years of hip hop. And I've been seeing it for months. I know there was like the whole Grammys celebration of 50 years of hip hop. Even on the radio this week, LL and The Roots, they were on The Breakfast Club. And they were talking about like 50 years of hip hop. I've seen some special that keeps showing up like on PBS. I don't want to quote the name of it because I'm pretty sure that I would be incorrect, but it is connected to the 50 years of hip hop. And as someone that has a music podcast that covers R&B and hip hop largely, I should have been probably paying attention more so to the actual date because I just thought, oh, 50 years of hip hop the whole year. We're celebrating a whole year of 50 years of hip hop. I've seen it. I'm on Twitter regularly. I'm on Instagram a little bit. And to me, it was just like, I'm missing a moment here because yesterday when it actually, I guess the actual date, cause I, I didn't, that's the thing. I didn't pay attention to like when the date of of this celebrating the moment and tweeting and hashtags and all this stuff. So you would think as a person that has a podcast that is trying to grow a podcast that I would be conscious of the moment at hand, but clearly I am someone that is more so missing the moment altogether when it comes to events this day of and, and shout out to all the people that keep up with all of that stuff like 50 years ago this album came out 50 years 30 years i do not really keep up with it in that way but even again 
with this being the first season of the podcast and being in my mind with what was happening in my life in the 80s, it just didn't, didn't dawn on me one bit to even speak on 50 years of hip hop and the transitions. And a lot of it probably has to do also with the fact that with me being closer and closer to 50, hip hop isn't on my radar as much as it was growing up where I definitely had more hip hop than anything else at one point in my life, surely as a, as a teenager, that was all that there was. And there was, you know, some R and B in there, but it was a fusion. Once you get to like the MJB era and bad boy and the way faith and one twelve and biggie and rapping on R and B tracks. So yeah, there's a lot to unpack with that. And as a man that's getting older, it's easy or it could be easy for me to just go into all of this stuff about how hip hop has kind of taken like a, a strange path. And because the stuff that's in the top 10 now, I don't really know ice spice like that. And whatever else Kodak, I, I know of him. He's comical. He's, Definitely someone that has made me laugh at some of the stuff that he's done. But like a lot of the hip hop that's like really reaching the younger generation right now. And that is probably something that's going mainstream. A lot of it I just don't know because I am almost close to the 50 year mark myself. I'm getting there. So with this being the DJ for Party One podcast. And this being the longest introduction ever, I will just say, let me flash back and just have my thoughts on 50 years of hip hop. And, and I'm trying to just kind of put the most positive spin I can on, because don't get me wrong, I love hip hop, but like the evolution of it or where it is right now is in a, in a strange place for me. That, that's all I can say, um, with some of it. But growing up as a kid in the 80s, at the very, very beginning of a lot of it, well, okay, late 70s starts up, but I'm saying for all practical purposes, the expansion of it for it to even be from an underground point to a mainstream crossover Will Smith that conflict comes into place for like the Grammys because it wasn't even acknowledged by the Grammys at one time. So, so I'm just saying I can definitely appreciate how in 50 years this platform has gone from underground and just being more than graffiti or the airbrushing which was cool to me then at that point it it's like when you have an artist that's an indie artist and they're re making really good music and you're like and i think i've used this analogy before in another episode of but it's like that artist is so good and you're trying to tell the world about this artist 
and you're like, man, I can't believe you haven't heard this person because the music is great. And then more people discover the artist and then the artist goes into the mainstream world and it seems like it's fizzled down, just watered down a little bit because everybody has access to it right now. That That's kind of how I feel about hip hop in that way. And that's not always a bad thing, but it was just crazy because you had to go out and you had to look for it. It wasn't at least where I live now in other places. I'm sure it got more promotion and it was bigger. But as I've said from older episodes, the black music magazines that put us on the hip hop MTV, yo MTV raps. Um, which again, if you listen to my, I didn't have cable episode, you know, that I missed a lot of that era as well, but still having to just go out and patronize and try to get your hands on some hip hop when you didn't know exactly what this artist was going to sound like, because you were lucky if this person was able to get like a single on the radio that you heard. But like, say, I, I can't remember ever hear, hearing Schooly D on radio where I lived, you know, you really had to just take that chance to go and get that artist and just see what it was about. But, but I will say for the 50 years, the, the amount of, of work, that's what I really want to focus on and instead of me being like the old grumpy man. It's like, well, see, in my day of hip hop, it was really, yeah, I know they call it the golden era. In, in that age where I was going into being a teenager and I agree with a lot of it, but I just think that it's, it's so great that it has changed so many lives of, of, I don't know what, what some people that became millionaires in hip hop that branched out, that expanded their, their knowledge of the business world that were able to parlay this into something else. You know, we look at Will Smith who, yeah, he's, he's still in that hot confrontation, confrontational zone right now with, um, the slap from, from the Oscars from some time ago. But this man started out in hip hop and he became one of the most recognizable faces in the acting world. Do we understand the the platform, how hip hop has changed lives in so many ways? A lot of people that are rapping and talking about the drug dealing and the street deal. Yeah, there are people out there that are going to be critics of it. But think about this. This person that's rapping and making a song could have still been out there stealing and possibly killing or getting killed. So yeah, if they're sharing a part of that life with you, and of, of course that sent on its whole spun of like the fake, fake gangsters that don't really do that stuff. 
and they're just promoting it in music. I'm not saying that like we need to be in a, in a place where let's uplift the world of gangster rap. I'm not, I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is people that were able to witness stuff that happened in the streets were able to parlay that into rhymes about it, the culture in general and actually make money giving you their life story of what they have seen now rap hip-hop all of it has changed in such a crazy way where we've had everything from a political type stance and i wish there was more of that right now like the public enemy era of um hip-hop there's some acknowledgement about what the government, their role plays in, even by Ice Cube, even though he had other songs like Study Mobbing and Today Was a Good Day. But yeah, he touched on the political world of it as well. So there was just so much that was going on that, and it was the ear to the streets. It probably still is. It's just that as an older man, I don't really have my ear to the streets. But I think that hip hop really, really showed the evolution of black people and yeah white people came on board and they also were able to make some money off of it from rappers to executives that were behind all of this hip-hop that was being pumped out into the streets because it was for 50 years always tipping over into the pop world, the mainstream world as the next big thing. So it, it has been acknowledged in a major way, but I just want to kind of just say thank you. I guess that that would be ultimately what I am trying to, to put in place here because Tribe Called Quest, Big Daddy Kane, the Fuji's later, Tupac and his drama, all of the, the stuff that came along with the ride in hip hop. You know, you just couldn't take your eyes off of some of these battles that went from the stage to the beef that became real time altercations that sometimes would lead to death from Biggie to Tupac to the beef between Nas and Jay-Z and the tensions that were rising and you taking sides with your favorite artists. It's just been so much, so much. The world of sampling, Tribe Called Quest, putting me on to like more jazz that I really did not know about as a teenager. So yeah, the sampling, the turntablism of Jazzy Jeff, Pete Rock, so much the lyrical wittiness of someone like a CL smooth or taking you into their hood and showing you what the world was like in Long Beach, you know, with Snoop or taking you to the East Coast with the locks or Biggie or Shine or, you know, it was just Nas so much, so much to envelop because as it started to expand, and this is the thing that I probably like about it the most when I talk about 
50 years of hip hop is that we have New York was definitely at that core, but then we get beyond LL and Ron DMC and we start to have the West Coast on the come up with NWA. This is in my mind as a kid, how I'm, I'm looking at it because I'm thinking of the early albums that I had. Slick Rick, Big Daddy Kane, and then you have the West Coast coming up, bringing up the rear. And for a really for a for a minute, NWA was really the one that was opening up that West Coast vibe. We have Too Short, eventually E40, Spice One. Yeah, I had to think about it for a second. I was like, is that what he called himself? E40. And then you have like a backpack kid type of movement happening here where you have Delta Funky Homo Sapien and Souls of Mischief, all of that stuff like when I was a teenager. And then we flip back to how we evolved on the East Coast from LL, Run DMC to maybe like more of an EPMD or then a Tribe Called Quest. Jungle Brothers, the Native Tongues family come in there and then you have Common by the 90s coming out of Chi-Town and then later on by the time I am uh, I'm thinking like college or this is like Pat. Well, we have Tupac and of course the Bad Boy Movement and eventually we have Nelly. So then it starts to spread. We got Outkast, we got Goody Mob. So now we're coming through the South and the music is starting to sound different because there's a different influence. And so now we have more than just the East Coast and the West Coast happening. And Luke is bringing up the rear, no pun intended, with two live crew and everything that they're doing down there. So it's just like you got the club music. You got the raw street hip hop feel to it. You got public enemy with a political stance on it. You have so many facets of hip hop. Wu-Tang Clan comes out of the gate and just blows everybody's mind with all of these members of the group that have so many different personalities, so much so that they're able to do solo albums successfully. So, yeah, yeah, just a lot that goes into hip hop. And I'm, I'm thankful for this soundtrack to life, even Missy coming out of the gate where she was singing and also rapping and the influence that she has. She's really underrated when I think about her. And, you know, I, I can't dismiss how hip hop was never fair playing field for women, even though they still continue to move and build their own careers, their own voices Cause Salt and Pepper, of course, push it was such a big hit that it was easy to know who they were. But like Queen Latifah took it to another level with Ladies First. And by the time we get into Unity, you see the back and forth conflict of the misogyny that is in hip hop and Queen Latifah calling it out, winning a Grammy for it as well. Money Love coming along and eventually us going into where Nicki Minaj would be the one that would change the way the sexuality was kind of sort of embraced in hip hop in a different way 
to what we have now, even though I've said, and I was talking to my wife with this, like just last week where I was saying, I really miss the fact that there's not like room for someone that could be like a money love now, because I really liked what she was doing, how she was doing it in that era. But I understand again, I'm not going, I'm not going to go down that road of me getting into it as an old man, because yeah, Nikki has definitely had some, some really great verses, some really great music. And a lot of times when she gets on a song, it's like having Jay-Z on a song. Everybody's waiting on Nikki's verse to see what she's saying. So I'm saying it has expanded in that way that like, I, I still won't say it's all inclusive in that way that women that are in hip hop should definitely have a bigger voice. And I, I think that it's been suppressed for so long that I think that we're going to see in this next 50 years, definitely more women that are taking over that hip hop space because they have the room for it. Even women that were in there in the eighties and the nineties, yo-yo, JJ fad, salt and pepper. I see like all of them that are still out here and they're actively engaging in the celebrations of hip hop this year. So it's cool that like we still have so many that are still holding down the fort. And even when I talk about like holding down the fort collectively, we see even in the world of of the movement across the U.S., even that has changed because when I was in college in the South and we had like an outcast and goody mob, and today we look at the South beyond where JD would have taken it with so so death, and now we have artists like Future, and we have in Memphis, we're talking about Tennessee. When I was in school. You got like eight ball, MJG, space age, pimping, UGK, hard to swallow album, that type of stuff. But now you've got Yo Gotti and all of this other stuff that is coming out of the South. And it's just like crazy that we were able to have so many different levels of hip hop that would have gone to a mainstream audience that that that's just the thing that blows my mind more than anything probably that we were able to cross over and last episode that i did actually posted yesterday like a b-side episode two episodes that i've done and that's what i said when i'm i'm known for missing the moment like 50 year celebration of hip-hop's going on and i'm working on stuff in the 80s for my podcast, the crossover episode. So to connect the dots there is in the early stages of hip hop, Marley Mar production for Big Daddy Kane, for LL, EPMD was out there doing their thing, NWA, like I said, Eric B and Rakim, those were like people that were on my playlist. But you also had like a young MC, a raw bass with It Takes Two, Tone Low, Wild Thing. And those were songs that crossed over easily, almost 
instantly, it seemed. But a lot of the other hip-hop artists that I mentioned, they were kind of enveloped in that hip-hop box, and, and some of them took longer than others to cross over and become more like mainstream artists. But I definitely think that it made the lives of so many of those people that were behind it better. Because I don't know what some of them would have done. You see tremendous talent when you see them being creative enough to take beats, bringing the old school up into the new, sampling this stuff, making their way to an audience that can relate to the content and just pushing it forward to a point where white America has to recognize it. White America has to recognize it so much that hip hop ends up creating someone like Eminem, who is lyrically influenced by so many others from the eighties, from the nineties, just, just crazy that like it took that crazy spin and the money that has made billions of dollars that have now come into that realm. I just hope that a lot of the artists that were at the start of this, because I heard LL talking about um, Rock the Bells. I didn't really know all that was going into it, but he was saying Big Daddy Kane has some equity in it. And a couple other rappers that he named, I, I want to say he named Ice-T. Um, but yeah, a lot of those artists that didn't get paid early on, I'm hoping that just like the, the retribution that they are able to really get in, in a place where they are able to live comfortably, that their music continues to flow on to these next generations, that it doesn't just get stifled out as hip hop turns the corner, as it gets older, that I hope that like the ones that are coming up now acknowledge and don't forget that like, hey, these guys rock him, Kane, Slick Rick, Ice Cube, Dre, that that a lot of them were in place to pave the way for all of that stuff that is happening now. So, yeah, that that's my take. I hadn't planned to do anything on it originally. I, I acknowledge that it was 50 years in hip hop. But like I said, with me being in this season one of the 80s and just locked down, I wasn't really thinking so far beyond into the 50 year mark for hip hop. My mind was just more so on what was I listening to in the eighties? What was happening in the eighties? I wasn't thinking about the, the, where we are right now in present day. But yeah, that, that's my 